Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hi everybody, this is the Cricket Badger podcast. Each badger marks the track with its own scent. His black legs are short but very powerful for digging. The name badger probably comes from the French word bécher, meaning digger. Hello, everybody. Welcome along. It's good to have you with us on this uh, Cricket Badger podcast. And uh, I am James Butler, as always. I'm just fiddling around with my overlays today because we've got these new overlays on this on this uh, thing. And they're not working today for some reason. So I'm going to take that one off when I get the chance, if you can find it. But it's uh, good to have you with us today. And uh, pleased to say I am joined by Chris Marshall, who is... Um, a uh, friend, a Yorkshire fan, somebody that we've uh, had a curry the other day, Chris, as well. Yeah. But you've set up No Boundaries Cricket Club, and it's an exciting initiative. You've been, uh, well, I'm very happy that you've asked me to be an ambassador for it, so I'm more than happy to promote it. Um, but tell me a little bit about it. We'll go through the what, whys, and wherefores to, to start with. Why did this come about, and what are the, um, what are the motives for actually bringing this into existence? I think the the motives are about trying to do something about all the um, media noise that's going yeah. on at the moment regarding that, the, the media noise thing was quite good there as you got feedback like Jimmy Page on stage in a, in a yeah. rock gig. <laughs> uh, yeah, I also looked like I was in that era as well. <laughs> There's a lot of talk going on about the need, quite rightly, for diversity, inclusiveness, um, friendliness, uh, decency within cricket, and the majority of it is is being driven top-down at the moment with 10-point plans and mission statements and, and all these good things. But part of me also sits there and goes that, you know, we've been wearing kick racism out T-shirts in football for the best part of 15, maybe 20 years, mm-hmm. um, which doesn't decry the fact it's a good initiative, but you do wonder whether these top-down things are the only way that some things can be addressed. And it seems to me that the fundamental issue is that there aren't enough people just being encouraged and allowed and facilitated getting into cricket. And cricket isn't just about playing the game. 
It could be volunteering, it could be scoring, it could be umpiring, it could be coaching, it could be helping behind the bar, uh, it could be a groundsman. There's a whole raft of, of voluntary and, and careers within cricket um, that I'm not sure many people are aware of. So the concept of no boundaries was, was you know, the, the irony in the name is that you, know, you want boundaries in cricket, but we don't want any boundaries in terms of people getting into cricket. So we yeah. kind of like the, the play on that name a little bit. And what resonated a long time ago was uh, a Maori phrase called wakapapa, which is a little weird. And I know, I know that I've, I've, I've gone off on this one with you again. But in brief, wakapapa is about people needing a sense of belonging. So whether that's family, community, herd within the animal environment and the such like. Um, and what we sort of came to the conclusion of, or, or mulled over for a period of time was that displaced, disadvantaged, picked on, bullied, abandoned people have lost their wakapapa. So, so what we're trying to do is actually use the resources that we have access to and, and under the umbrella of, of, of no boundaries to try and help people identify a way to regain their wakapapa. And so, you know, whether that's refugees that have been displaced in this country and trying to get them involved in cricket clubs as a, as a social point of contact, as a, as a means of actually giving the kids a big area to play in and, and, and the, the, the adults maybe a little bit of downtime, putting a bat and ball in their hand through the, the cricket kindness project that we've got heavily involved in, you know, just to sort of see if we can help them on their journey yeah, and give them that sense of belonging. Um, so, so that's really what it's about. Um, it's very much an organisation. It's not a team. Our team will vary pretty much from every game. Um, it's not a traditional club, um, although we have a club within it. Um, yeah, we run it as a club, but it's very much about education, awareness and opportunity. And what you, what you say about all the different strands of cricket, I mean, I've, I've worked in cricket at Yorkshire. I've but in the media, there are so many roles. There are so many ways to get involved in cricket, just loving the game. You don't have to necessarily go out and score a century every week to be a cricket person, do you? No, exactly. And, and you, know, you and I know quite a few of, of people via Twitter and, and over time you get to meet them in, in person. Uh, and you realise that there's a lot of good stories out there of how people have overcome personal issues uh, phobias, fears, concerns, historical bullying, deaths, loss, you know, grievance, illness through cricket. Now, sometimes that's just been as simple as going to a game and sitting around people and going, you know what, there are some nice people around. Uh, others have been, you know, we've got a lady called Charlotte that, that, that's got involved with us. Very, very analytical, you know, uh, good with numbers, um, got herself involved in scoring in front of the TV, um, you know, to build up a confidence, to to, to get awareness, to, to 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 understand it, she's got a, she she she's she's slightly even more anal than I am about um, you know her color scheme. Her color scheme on her scorebooks goes in in incremental colors, so shades. So if she starts with a light blue, then it's a darker blue, then a darker blue after that. And and they're a thing of beauty. Yeah, that, that's the whole point. They're a thing of beauty. And now she goes to games and scores, and she's involved with us to try and help people get involved in scoring. We have a game next year down near her and she's going to come and score that game for us. But she's on Twitter now posting pictures of her at games, enjoying it and everything else. And, and, and that's just, you know, just because she actually had the confidence to pick up a scorebook and teach herself how to score. Mm -hmm. 
badges are furry creatures. 85% of women badges think bad grooming is a major turn-off. 80% of women badges think men should trim below the belt. 89% of men think good grooming is essential to the professional success. Don't just dismiss it out of hand. Get on there, manscaped.com. Check out their great range of male grooming accessories. Hygiene, appearance, attractiveness, confidence. Simply go to manscaped.com. Quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com. Together, we save balls. I've often thought as well, Chris, the, I mean, I, I can only kind of go come from my side of things, but I've met people who, if I'd been in a normal job, I'd probably never have come into contact with people that, you know, aren't similar to me really and don't kind of go down my little route of, of, of life. But um, you expose yourself to all types of different backgrounds, all types of different people in cricket that you wouldn't otherwise necessarily gravitate to. And that's a healthy thing. Yeah, it's a, it's a common aim, isn't it? I mean, uh, we, 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 we don't have many circles in our life, yeah, and, and those circles quite often don't overlap. So, yeah, historically as blokes, we've, we've had the guys that we drank with in a pub on a Saturday, on a Sunday lunchtime. Yeah, we've had people that we play squash with and maybe go for a midweek drink after them, but, but those two circles very rarely meet up. Yeah. And, and the thing with, with, with cricket is that, you know, a scorer can get to go an umpire. An umpire does get to know a player. A player does get to know a fan. You know, the, the, those circles, actually, there's a lot of overlapping circles. And, and Twitter is a very sort of, and social media in general, but I, th- I think cr- cricket Twitter is probably the, the single most sort of popular um, social media platform. And it, it, it's a very mixed bag, um, and, and Twitter can be a little bit uh, short-sighted, and it can be a little bit vitriolic, and it can be a little bit like, I wish I hadn't just posted that, or I missed a slight. The new the nuance is missing. The nuance of the context yep. is missing from social media a lot. Uh, and I think that one thing that we are going to try and do is is find a way of maybe getting a game together, a quicker Twitter to promote quick cricket twitter just get some people there and i'm also looking not to compete with yourself james because because you will be involved whether you like it or not but i, I like the idea <laughs> of a uh a, a no boundaries podcast that's a little bit like what the papers say but if mm. you can imagine this week in twitter the good the bad and the ugly uh, uh, uh so i'm gonna be the ugly that's what you say oh well, yeah that's right yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but i i i, I I think going back to the very beginning, I think one of the issues with racism and everything else is that we're trying to to shortcut the need for education. People have to understand why things were how they were. Um, and they've got to understand why that was wrong and how it could be better and, and the impact and how to move forward. And a similar thing with Twitter is that, that you know, you, you said the other day, you know, that, that things like Brexit and the 100, it's all very divisive at the moment. And, and I can't help thinking from my generation, that's partly because we don't sit down as individuals and talk very often. Yeah, you know, my growing up was involved a lot of, of talking at university, mm. yeah, a lot of talking with, uh, at school in America, literally physically just sitting there and listening to somebody else's opinion, not just, just shouting abuse at them and then walking away. Well, that's why I like podcasts, Chris. Yeah. I mean, not necessarily mine. There's some brilliant podcasts out there. I listen to all kinds of different podcasts. And what society... 
uh, and cricket is missing at the moment is are the grey areas in between the extremes. You're, yeah. you're either yes or you're no. There's no kind of discussion in the middle where you can say, well, actually, I agree with that a little bit, but I don't agree with that bit. Everybody is just, well, either you're evil or you're good. There's no, there's no in between, is there? Uh, no, that's right. And, and, and the part of the problem is that your followers are generally like you. Mm. Yeah. So, so you say that, yeah, not you personally or me or whatever, but generically. So, yeah, if 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 somebody on Twitter goes out and has a lot of followers and says I like lemons, they're pretty much bound to get a lot of people saying so do I. Well, the best example of that is Kevin Peterson, in my opinion, because every time anybody disagrees with Kevin Peterson, he blocks them. So he basically he's got a following that just laps him up. Because yes. nobody ever nobody ever comes to him and says, I don't agree with that, Kevin, because if they do, they get blocked. And that's not a healthy way of setting yourself up. You need to see. I don't block anybody on Twitter because I like to see the contrary argument. I like to see yeah. what other people are saying so that I can think that. Because sometimes you might be, you know, you dig your heels in and you might be quite indignant. But sometimes somebody on the other side says something. You think, Actually, they've got a point there. Yeah, but there's often a reason behind it, and, and whether that's misguided or you don't know as much as you think you know. Um, and I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Um, but I also, you know, been around social media and, and, and blogging in particular for, for a very long time and learned very early on that the best thing to do is if, if you're insulted or attacked is not to defend yourself. Let the thread mm. defend and, and debate and argue it out. Because yeah. the moment you start defending yourself, you open yourself up to, well, you're being defensive and, and everything else. Just going on to the race side of stuff, I, I told a story on a podcast recently, and I'll, I'll tell it again now. I went to Zimbabwe, and I was with somebody and uh, in quite a small village. I don't need to go into the background of why I was there, but it was kind of quite a remote place. And we walked down to the local bar, which was basically a tin hut with uh, a bar inside of it. It was um, very kind of basic but on the way down and through this village we passed a couple of stalls which were selling that was their shopping center i got to realize that there was a lot of young kids looking at me and i was thinking okay fine we kept walking i was talking and the kids got a bit closer and they started chattering and 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 laughing and they were in local sort of dialect so i didn't understand what they were saying so i said to the person i was with what what are they what are they saying and he said they are they've never they've not seen a white man now, these yeah. were young kids. They'd not seen a white man, you know, in real life. And I said, okay. And we sort of kept, talk, kept walking and talking. And they got closer and closer and started chattering and giggling. And I said, um, what are they saying now? And he said, they want to touch you. <laughs> and I said, right, okay. And at the time, it felt really weird. But looking back, it was a beautiful experience because I ended up, um, I'd got, like now, short sleeves on. And I put my right arm out and these kids came up and started stroking my forearm and laughing and giggling and stuff. And I turned to the person I was with and he said, I said, what are they saying now? And he, uh, he said, they say, they're saying you feel exactly like they do. Yeah. And that really, when I kind of think about that now and I think about what that actually means, they seem, saw me as being different. They were inquisitive and wanted to touch me to see if I was different. And then they realized that I was exactly the same as them. And that is what happens when you bring two different people, two, two different sets of people together. It's about understanding, isn't it? And about realizing that actually, although people might look different, they might have different beliefs and different kind of ways of being. If you actually sit down and metaphorically touch each other, 
Yeah. You actually understand that you've got a lot more in common than you actually really realize. And that's what cricket can do, isn't it? You know, you bring disparate people into a dressing room and you start talking about the one thing you've got in common, which is cricket. And you actually ultimately realize you've got a lot more in common. I, I think there are two two huge things that come out of that. One is that education never stops, uh, and we're kind of led to believe that it does. You know, you, uh, you I finished my education at sixteen. You know, you've got a degree. You're now out in the real world. Mm. But but education never stops. It, you, know, it, you know, to paraphrase the, the the song, it is all around you. You know, mm. and um, it's a never ending process. And the other one is that even the people that you disagree with the most, yeah. Yeah, the human beings that you yeah, you've still got more in common with them than than, than against them, right? Yeah, you've got all your bones, you've got all your makeup, you've got all the food you eat, you've got all the places you go, right? Yeah, so there's 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 a huge amount of commonality even with people that we disagree with. You are listening to the Cricket Badger podcast. We all want to be loved. We all want to be accepted. We all want to fit in effectively we all want to be successful we all want to try and achieve something in our lives the kind of the common goals of a human being are the same regardless of who you are yeah well it, it, it's sort of a bit like maslow's high hierarchy of needs and everything you know we need to be fed we need to be loved we need to feel secure we need you know there's all kinds of things and they do differ and people put different weighting on them and and, and that's absolutely fine because the other side of that, if nobody ever disagreed and we, you know, and we all lived in a vanilla country yeah, where everybody was the same and did everything, you know, it would become quite boring. You know, it would be like going to a restaurant and there's only one menu in the entire world. Mm. Uh, can you imagine? You know, it would be quite nice not to choose between 36 items for a while, but after a while, once you've been through them all, you go, what do I do? Um, so, so that that's that's no boundaries, right? Yeah, we're not trying to change the world. We're just trying to change a lot of things, but uh, yeah, a, a little bit, and, and give people an opportunity. Yeah, we've got ambassadors. Uh, we've got Marie Kelly, who's who's playing in the hundred at the moment, and in England Day, and does a lot of lot of work with coaching. Uh, we're, we're building up some some sort of like role model umpires, coaches, uh, scorers, uh, people involved in it, like yourself and, and Rob, the the. I don't know how to describe Rob. He's the, the super fan that stood on the castle at Sri Lanka and, and was voted Barmy Army Fan of the Year recently. Um, probably him and I are about as different as you could imagine yeah, in terms of uh, our position, their age in life and where we are and how we got to where we are. But he's a great guy, you know, and he, he's incredibly passionate about Sri Lanka and in particular a project for the street dogs in Sri Lanka. And it's a very pragmatic one. They're trying to find a way. Sri Lanka is a good environment for dogs to living in the street compared to a lot of other countries. And, and they're, they're not as abused as, say, in Pakistan and, uh, and uh, Romania and the such like. So they're trying to get veterinary treatment to the, to the dogs there so that they can live a safe, happy, healthy life out there. So, so there's, there's all kinds of, you know, and I'm not being funny, but if you, if you saw him on the castle or in the middle of the, 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 the Barmy Army, but he's doing, he's doing a run. He's doing the Great North Run. You know, and and you know, over the this bank holiday to raise funds for for a cause that's decent to him. So again, we've got to not proverbially judge the book by the cover. Yeah, we've got to find a way of getting to know people and getting to know what's motivating them and driving them and what they're trying to achieve. Kevin Peterson, I, I think he's got some incredibly weird and bizarre ideas and mannerisms. But despite all that, I can listen to him talk about batting. Yeah, till absolutely. The, till the cows come home. 
Uh, and there's an arrogance in there, but trust me, to be a professional sports person and successful at that level, you have to have an element of arrogance. You have mm. to believe that you are better than the other person. Right? Yeah, and that's, why, that's why they talk about the five the, percent the, the that makes an elite professional is the, is the mental attitude and, 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 and process. In my cricket watching time, Chris, I don't think I've seen a better bat uh, for uh, England than than Kevin Peterson. He had everything. Yeah. I mean, frustrated at times when he held out a long on, but that was just part of his 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 makeup. So when he talks about batting and his approach to batting, there are a few better to 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 listen to. But yeah. as as you say, sometimes um, it makes me tear my hair out. <laughs> I, I would have. I, I think I've already done that. But yeah. <laughs> But, but that, that, that's, the, that's the point, yeah. So um, everybody's welcome. Uh, we play some games. We play games to, to raise awareness, try and raise a bit of money. But really, it's down to the charities to raise the money. You know. We're what you call a, a community interest company. So we're a, a registered limited company with a board of directors and a bank account and a, a, a registration number. We're there to, 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 rate, to, to, to spend all our money in the community. So, so we're a non, non-profit organization, really which basically means we need to make as much profit as we possibly can in order to give it away. Um, so, yeah, yeah and, and the, I say we, the other guy that, that's heavily involved in this is, is Dr. Chowdhury Simon, who, who you're aware of. And, you know, if anybody wants to, to get involved, we have a very, very loud blazer. We've got a, I'll a tell record. you what, I've still got a migraine from seeing your pictures on Twitter. You, you worked to Lords, didn't you? It worked. I, I went to Lords in it and... Every not everybody, but yeah, you know, it was incredibly noticeable how many people noticed it, came up and said hello, said they loved it, stopped for a talk about the about the and that's it. If I'd have been wearing a dark blue traditional blazer with a nice little you know quiet logo in the middle, nobody would have noticed me at all, right? Yeah, so it, it it's there to raise awareness and 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 engage in a dialogue and, and that's what we want to do yeah through through no boundaries through cricket is use cricket to get people talking get people out there developing a a, a whack-a-papa a a sense of belonging and, and and fun yeah some fun well if you if you follow me on twitter at cricket underscore badger i'll be tweeting this podcast out later with chris's twitter feed in the no boundaries cricket club twitter feed in there as well if you have a bit of a route round, it doesn't take you too long you'll be able to see that blazer because it is quite a, a quite a thing of beauty if that's the right phrase <laughs> and um that matches your face chris um, thank you very much yeah i've been running this morning honestly and um yeah, I mean it's, it's quite striking. I think it's fair to say when you, when you see the um, the kind of bacon and eggs in the, in the MCC, it puts them to shame. Yeah, not, not, well, not yes, that was it. I have to say, Lords was was resplendent the other day. Unfortunately, the, the, the cricket finished by four o'clock on the on the third day, which is a uh, another story. But but um, it's, I think it's fair to say that the paying public are not over enamoured. Yeah, with 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 the approach. It works well if you're chasing a total in the fourth innings, but if you're trying to build a build a score in the third innings, you, you need to actually have a foundation. Well, I actually thought we're getting off the subject a little bit now with the test match, but I I actually thought that in the first test against South Africa, England didn't lose because of baseball. They didn't play baseball. You know, if baseball is playing, you know, a really full throttle attacking cricket, very few of the batters got out because they effectively threw their wicket away South Africa just played better test cricket um, you know they were the better side and that, that was as simple as that for me it wasn't deficiencies of basball because I don't think basball ever really got into first gear during that test 
No, I mean, I, I'm, I'm never going to be convinced that, that not picking up a bat for five weeks and playing red ball cricket, you know, in the middle of summer is, is any kind of preparation for a test match. And, you know, uh, I think this thing about we're going to pick somebody because he may come good one in ten times. I, uh, I think I said this to you. Would you would you go to the theatre? Would you go to the theatre for ten to ten times in the hope that the leading actor remembered his words once? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it yeah. makes no, and it, it gives him. It just feels that it's Brendan McCullum and Co. trying to look as if they're brave and cool and and with it, rather than actually understanding cricket. And I'm he he does understand cricket. He's been around a long time. He knows what take it takes to win yeah. Test matches. So he's not an idiot. But it, you know, giving that um, we're looking for um, one-off match-winning innings rather than consistency from your opener. Gives your opener a cop out and an excuse if he gets out, and it doesn't actually, I don't think, send out the right messages to any of his competitors for that shirt either. You know, if somebody's effectively in there for life because he can, he looks good at the crease every yeah. now and again, that doesn't really, yeah. And it's that I've said to a few people who said, Oh, you've got to give him a chance. Well, he's had 25 test matches now, Zach Crawley, obviously, we're talking about, and um, he's obviously got some talent. I like him, um, but he, he, it's, this isn't the local club's third eleven social team. This is England's test team. You shouldn't hand out test caps just because you like the lad and he looks quite good sometimes. You know, it, that doesn't make sense. No, and it, and it doesn't. And it goes back to what I said about just the, the length and breadth of cricket. Yeah, what message does it send out to the other professionals that are trying to, to, mm. to get up into the skin? What what do they do? Do they become somebody that can churn out an average of 40 or 50? Or do they have somebody that has a, a normal distribution that ranges from 236 to, 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 to zero? But, you know, I look good. And, and what's it going to do at club level? Yeah, what's it mm. going to do down at club level? What are the kids coming through going to want to be? Yeah, so I think that's where there's there's there's, there's a lot of, of joining up to be done and a lot of discussion to do. But I'll come back to the more you attack anybody, the more defensive they get and the more entrenched they get in their their original mindset, mm. and then it becomes a, a a battle to maintain rather. You, know, you lose that, you lose track of the argument sometimes, and and, 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 yeah. and I think that's happened with the hundred, and I think that's happened with the ECB, and I think that's going to happen with the England cricket team. Yeah, because they are losing the ability to listen. You know, and, and going back to Lords, you know, you're looking at maybe 130 quid for a ticket. You're looking at 70 or quid down for a train, six pound a pint, 10, 11 pounds for a bite to eat, and the amount of people who were just milling around in the back, yeah, having a chat with their friends and having a beer and stuff, and not watching the cricket, was was from a Yorkshireman who values his pound. It was quite 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 worrying really that, that 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 people were obviously that amount of money was being spent but the cricket wasn't being watched so mm. there's something not quite right at the moment and, and uh, yeah i think cricket is at a crossroads really and it needs to take the right turn otherwise it could go too far down the wrong route very quickly if it's not careful yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Getting back to No Boundaries Cricket Club, though, um, as I say, you've very nicely asked me to be an ambassador. I've chosen the Alzheimer's Society as my charity. My grandma 
suffered from Alzheimer's the last 10 years of her life. She just degenerated into a, a child again, effectively. And yeah, yeah from a, a woman who I knew when I was a young man, who was bright and sparkly and um, caring and compassionate and, uh, and, you know, good fun. And the woman that got me into cricket, actually, she, I, I started out in cricket going down to Canterbury as a child because my uh, mum's side of the family come from Kent. And it was my grandma that took me down. We had a, had a, I don't know how it actually happened, but when I was about eight years old, we went down for a week, me and my grandma. I think it was probably my parents just wanted to get rid of me. But the um, the grandma took me down and I got down to my Uncle Reg and Auntie Joyce's house, which was my grandma's sister. And my Uncle Reg wasn't very well that day. And his son came around to pick him up to take him to Canterbury to watch the cricket. And he said, I don't really, I'm not really up for it today. I don't, I don't not feeling very good. So John, who was my second cousin, I think, um, looked at me and said, well, why don't I take James? And they all looked around and said, I don't know if he's going to have the capacity to sit there and be quiet all day. And yeah. And in the end, they realized that they decided that I was going to go with him. And I went along and sat there. And from the moment I sat down at my first cricket match, I never moved a muscle. So yeah. much so, it was, a, it was a Sunday league game, so much so that the um, two old ladies that were sitting in front of us um, disappeared at, uh, in the interval came back afterwards with a box of fruit pastels to give to me because I've been so good. But I didn't actually—I <laughs> didn't class myself as being good because I was actually just engrossed in it and uh, never looked back from there on. But that was my grandma that kind of yeah. exposed me to that and got me down there. And to see her disappear like she did do as a human being was really sad for me because she meant a lot to me because of the, those, those trips down to Kent and, and various other things. And I remember when... We got the news that she was um, on her way out. Basically, um, I had to. Um, she was actually in a, in the latter years down in the nursing home and was looked after by my auntie. Um, and she was in this nursing home and um, down in Cornwall. So it was quite a long trek to get down there. And I drove down, and to cut a long story short, ended up in the uh, in her room. And by that stage, she wasn't recognizing anybody. She didn't know who anybody was. It was just a bit confusing, I think, for her. And she was sitting in the bed with a nappy on and Teddy's round, a ducky little kid. And there was one moment of clarity. She looked at me. My mum and people were talking at the back of the room. And she looked at me and just went, James, and then just disappeared again. That absolutely just went straight into my face. And I thought, wow. Um, and then my mum said to me the next day, she said, are you coming back? And I said, no. I said, I've seen her. She said my name. Um, yeah. I, don't, I don't need any more than that. And I left her and she died a couple of days later. And then the next trip down to uh, Cornwall was for a funeral. And she always liked um, lilac and purpley colours, my grandma. And I drove over the hills um, on this back roads, took a shortcut, which probably wasn't short because my shortcuts never are. But um, And there was all of these sort of purple flowers out in the sunshine and it was my grandma basically saying goodbye yeah. to me in my head. Yeah. So there's some beautiful little moments there. But it, Alzheimer's is a horrible disease for any family. that, And there's a lot of families out there that have had um, relatives that have suffered from Alzheimer's. Um, and it's not a nice way to say goodbye to somebody that you care for and love. So if we can do through No Boundaries yeah. Cricket Club anything we can to actually help that and help people that are suffering and families that are suffering from that, then that's, a, that's fine by me. No, I think you're absolutely right, and 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 that's your story, James. Yeah, and and, and that that's the great thing, you know. Crick, you know, your grandma cricket Alzheimer's. It, it's linked in your DNA, mm. uh, and you know that's part of your wakapapa, and and you take that forward. 
you know, all we ask for from the ambassadors is that they just, you know, they, they talk to people, they share their stories. We're trying to get people to, to share their stories on the site, just not, not to be nosy, but just to try and, you know, open a few eyes elsewhere and go, oh, maybe. And, and next year we will do something with you for, for, for Alzheimer's. You know, uh, it doesn't have to be a game of cricket. It, it might just be you know, some fundraising event or, or something. But, but that's what we want to do because we want to work and have people involved that want to help. It's very easy to sign up 50 ambassadors that just say, oh, yeah, you can use my name. But we don't want, you know. So, so you know, Rob's running. Rob's, you know, Rob's running his 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 great run for, for his charity. Yeah, and we'll help support and promote. How, how many pubs is he stopping at along the way for that? Yeah, I do think it's yeah. Well, great great northern pub run. I think he's going on. But <laughs> um, fair play to him. Fair play to him. I mean, my running days like that. I've been out for a little bit of a run this morning to test my knee, and, and I'm not a runner <laughs> in any shape or form. Um, I think, I mean, if anybody wants way, any information or get involved, then they just need to ask. It'd be great to hear from everybody. In, in the same way, I'm passionate about the Alzheimer's thing because of what I've just said. The you know, Rob's spent that time in Sri Lanka and he's passionate about the street dogs, and yeah. um, and that's a really good cause as well. So yeah, it's it's all for the good, isn't it? All for the good in terms of um, like the bigger picture and and in in our own way, raising a little a few funds along the way as well for some good causes. No, you're right. I mean, I've been involved with, with some of my wife in animal welfare for, for many a year. And, and you'll find it. You know, we've had people say to us, well, why, why are you spending your money and time on animals? Why not on children? Yeah, but if you get involved in health and you say, well, I'm going to try and support cancer research, they'll go, somebody will go, why not Heart Foundation? Yeah, yeah the, the, there's always somebody telling you that, that your choice is wrong rather than stopping to understand why. You know, so you may have just said Alzheimer's and everybody goes, well, why doesn't he do the heart? But Alzheimer's is unique to you. It's a personal experience to you. It's something that you want to to get involved with, to you know, in in honour and effect of your of your grandma. So the, um, until we listen to people, right, and we understand, we won't take it forward. And that's the whole thing about no boundaries is just trying to sort of of, of take the time out to listen to people educate ourselves and figure out and there's a great program on, on tv it's called new amsterdam and you know it's, a, it's about an american thing and the lead doctor in that his his, his catchphrase is pretty much how can i help and and, and that's what i like yeah, yeah i tend to try and do that yeah how can i help right and, and it might be you can just listen it might be you can just point in another direction it might be you can buy somebody a cup of coffee it might be you can just actually you know, share, you know, give them a book that, or do something, right? But, you know, like you talked about the old grandma, my grandma always used to say, say to me, treat people how you want to be treated. Mm. And you know what? If we did that, the world would be a thousand percent better overnight. It still wouldn't be anywhere near perfect, but it would be so much better. And just think how easy it is just to do that. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. One of the biggest things that has come out of the Azim Rafiq stuff, and you know I've been heavily involved in that, and was um, when he was at the DCMS. Uh, I don't know if it was actually in what he said at the DCMS or something that came out off the back of it, but 
Um, somebody made the comment about, well, racism exists in society, so you know it's going to be in cricket, which is obviously a fair point. But um, And Azim said something along the lines of, yeah, but I'm in cricket. This is, you know, if we can get cricket right, then it has knock-on effects further afield. So, you know, the kind of the, mess, the wider message from that is, if you can get your own little world right and make your own little world sort of fair and egalitarian and, and kind and compassionate and help each other, then hopefully the people on the edges of your world will take that on board and it'll spread a little bit further. So if we can get cricket right and if we can make cricket non-racist or as non-racist as you could possibly can, then hopefully that will have an impact further afield and it spread and, you know, and, and the message spreads a little further afield. So in your own way, you yeah. look after your own sphere and hopefully that has knock-on effects, isn't it? Back, back to circles, James. Right? Mm. You know, if, if we all concentrate on making our circle as good as it can be and as inclusive as it can be and as diverse as it can be and as you know, welcoming and, and, and polite and decent and honourable, then if the, the, the knock-on effect is great. And that, that's why I said you don't need to change one thing by a thousand percent. Right? No. You just need to change a thousand things by one percent and you, got to, you get to the same point. Uh, and it's easier. One of, some people watching this might have just thought, well, it's just a charity thing. Let's turn this off. I'm sure there will have been some of those. Some people have stuck with us and they're still with us. Um, why is this any different? I mean, we've seen the metronomes doing some terrific work. Had a, had a, I wish I could have got there, actually, but yeah. they um, had work on the same day. But it looked like a very good day they had playing a cricket match. And there are other initiatives as well in cricket doing... Uh, matches and, and raising funds as well. Why is No Boundaries Cricket Club any different to that? When you look at the structure, I mean, the, the, the metronomes with, with Michael and Bex is you know, a tremendous success, right? And, and you know, everybody involved has put a lot of effort in and done well. And I hope this doesn't offend, but but they are a team, right? That, that won't really, it will get the bigger and a few will come in, in and out of it, but the core of that team will remain the team and it will stick, it will continue to support autism. Right, which is a, a cause very dear to their family, um, and you know it will play one or two games, I suspect, a year. So it, it's very, very focused, very direct, very focused, very personalised. We have a, an affiliation with a, a, a team in Birmingham called the Unicorns, who are uh, Unicorns, who are a LGBTQ plus team, yeah, um, and they are more of a club, right? Mm. They they play in a, a the, the, you know the, the they're, they're gearing up to be in the Birmingham League, right? Yeah, so so they have a, a, a different DNA and a different thing. We are a little bit, I think, more day in, day out, yeah, because of the nature of us, like a charity. Yeah, we're not just a series of one-off events that we, because, because we have the time to be that. And we work through partnerships more than just ourselves. So we've, we've embraced the Cricket Kindness Project. I, I've, got to, I've got to raise £1,500 now to get six pallets of donated equipment uh, over to Jamaica uh, to, to primary schools and adult players. Now, six pallets is a lot of donated mm. bat balls, click kit, you know, and the such like. Um, so we're very much an, an ongoing organisation with a number of different strands, looking at education, looking at being the, the charity partner of, of various entities, um, looking at doing some, some workshops, um, you know, enabling or empowering people to try and go out there and spread the word. So we are less about physically playing cricket, although we, we do have a cricket team, as opposed to the other two examples I gave, and more about working in partnership with people to try and enable people and get champions out there 
to, to, to make a little bit of difference on a day-to-day basis. And it's definitely not knocking the other two things that you mentioned as well. I mean, the autism thing, Jacob, who comes on my podcast sometimes and was one of the uh, first inductees into the Badgers set of fame because of his enthusiasm for the yeah. uh, the sport down there in Somerset. If you're watching, Jacob, you, I saw your stats that you tweeted out the other day. Um, ha- fantastic season that he's had. And he's been sponsored, a new sponsor. Yeah, so he's doing he's doing great guns. I saw him pictured with Annie Chave at the uh, the cricket yesterday. So Jacob's had a great summer, and hopefully that continues. And that again, that's what it's all about, isn't it? All the different people out there who love cricket and get something from the game. It's uh, yeah, it makes a difference to people. It's only a sport. It's a it's a, somebody stood there with a stick, somebody throwing a ball at them. But it actually matters to a lot of us, and it actually you know gets a lot of people a great sort of escapism, some solace from adversity or just a really good way of spending your time with people that uh, are good for you. I loved Jacob's list that he put out the other day of, of uh, going to uh, to school. Uh, um, but I like a list. Um, <laughs> he had two, two, two charges on there for his phone, right? You know, uh, and, and another friend of ours, George, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed George's uh, enthusiasm for the game. I was fortunate. Well, I, I had a couple of beers with him at the T20. Hopefully, he's coming to Warwickshire to watch the, the Hampshire game. And I'm talking to him. Yeah, he, he's got a little inkling. In, like, he does a lot of volunteer work. They're writing. Yeah, so, trying to get him to be a blogger with us. Yeah, mm. just to, to come in and, and, and blog and share his story. Um, and, yeah. That, that's the whole point. On the other end, you know, we've got we've got our mate Jim, who I'm off to the cricket with on Thursday at Old Trafford. You know, it's just just a, a weird, wonderful, wide world full of diverse people. And yeah. if we all live that way, if we all live inclusive and diverse and welcoming and, and, and non-judgmental and, and prepared to live, part of the issue I have with the racism debate really is that that it, it's it's trying to fix the unfixable if we're not careful, rather than actually trying to find a way new common ground to move forward, right? You can't stop somebody having a belief. You can't stop somebody, you know, uh, wanting to pray at certain times of the day or in certain environments or to a certain God or whatever. But you can be very tolerant and understanding of it and not let it affect the relationship you have with them. Did you see the tweet I shared the other day? I can't remember which. Was it Blackburn Rovers Football Club? And they had this um, video uh, and it was um, Muslim fans and while the match was actually going on, they were in a prayer room and yeah. they videoed them praying and, and doing what they do with the match going on behind them. And then after they'd finished praying, they went back off and then just joined back into the crowd. Yeah. Um, and that was, to me, perfect. Because yeah. that is, you know, nobody's saying you shouldn't be doing that. Nobody's saying, you know, that's basically different people in that crowd have different needs and desires and wishes they they peel off and do their thing, come back and join in them with the rest of them, and nobody says a word about it. That's that's what we're looking for, isn't it? it it's no different. It's a, it's a human need that that they have that is no different than you and I wanting to go and get a drink or go and get some food or you know, go and relieve ourselves. It, it's just a, uh, it, it's a, it's part of somebody's DNA, and, and we shouldn't really be trying to change that. We should just be saying, how can I work with that? How can I? Yeah, how, how can I help you achieve that and, and be a friend? I think, can you remember the Etch-a-Sketch things? Yes. Because you used to um, draw on your on your pad. It was it looked like an iPad, but it wasn't, far from it. <laughs> but the, um, you drew with this kind of little pen and stuff, and you made your picture. And once you'd finished it, or if you made a mistake, you just basically 
pulled the thing across the exit and it yeah. made everything disappear. And you can't do that with these problems. You can't just do your etch-a-sketch yeah. and make racism disappear. You've got to put these building blocks in place to get somewhere closer to perfection, but perfection possibly never, ever will exist because there'll always be some idiots out there that exactly. dig their heels in. And, and, and that's it, that's it. I don't think the ECB have the answer to racism. Yeah, I don't think a government has the answer to, to, to animal welfare abuse. But there are a million people out there that can contribute to the answer. Yeah. And 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 it's that it's that very basic low level of, of, of human interaction that is, is where the future goes, whether it's climate control, animal welfare, racism, poverty, yeah, yeah, whatever issue you want to have. Right, it, 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 none of it will work unless people are engaged in, in, in making life better. My name is Jacob, and I sent the badger a message, and now I'm on the podcast with this jingle. If you would like to get in touch with the Cricket Badger podcast, then tweet at cricket underscore badger. Right, no boundaries, Cricket Club. You can find it on. The internet, everything's on the internet these days, isn't it? No boundaries. Cricketclub.com is the URL for that. If you want to uh, try and find it on Twitter as well, that's also very easy. It's at NBCCCIC, all in letters there. NBCCCIC. That's No Boundaries Cricket Club. Um, so if anybody's watched this, Chris, and thinks, ah, yeah, that sounds interesting, that sounds good, um, and they visit the site, what what would um, their way of getting involved be? What would, what would be your message for anybody that says, yeah, I fancy helping them out? Well, on the top of the thing, there's a thing that says my story. Yeah, just, just send us that in. Yeah, tell us who you are, what you are, what, you know, and, and you know, there's ambassadors, there's, there's members, there's role models, there's playing, there's a whole raft of ways, right? And it just starts with talking. So literally just get in touch and, and, and say, yeah, I, I can do this or I'd like to be able to do this and, and we'll find a way of, of, of uh, trying to help you achieve it if we can. Brilliant stuff. Chris, thank you as always for coming on the well, Cricket Badger podcast. Always good to see you. And uh, thank you out there, everybody, for uh, watching Stroke Listening. Um, as we go through this uh, year of the Cricket Badger podcast, as I say, if you want to get in touch with Chris or if you want to visit that uh, no, the No Boundaries Cricket Club, noboundariescricketclub.com on the internet or at NBCCCIC on Twitter. Have a look, have a route round, just have a bit of an explore and uh, see what you can find on there. And if you like it, then you, maybe you can play your part in helping us uh, make that a success moving forward. Um, thanks again to Chris. Thanks to you out there, everybody, for watching. If you want to get in touch with the Cricket Badger podcast, you can follow us on Facebook, um, Cricket Badger podcast, Twitter at Cricket underscore Badger. And we're on YouTube for all of these videos as well. Cricket Badger, just stick that into YouTube and uh, you'll find a way of uh, keeping in touch with the Cricket Badger podcast. Also, loads of comments and things and my uh, rantings <laughs> on the Twitter feed too. So uh, get in touch and have your say as well. Thanks for watching out there, everybody. And we'll see you again very soon indeed. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. 
Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.